0: Today, on Bread for the Broken, with James Grizzle, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Galveston. Bread for the broken.
1: Read your history. There ain't nobody stepping in to die for you. Nobody. Nobody. Except for this one guy, who was Jesus, and God in flesh, showed up, satisfied the demands of the law, lived a perfect, sinless life died on the cross. He was that lamb that was slaughtered for us. And God says, man, I'm giving you the most beautiful, precious gift anybody could ever even invent or come up with.
0: And it's free. Quite often, we focus on the love of God, but we forget about His wrath. It can be quite a shock to read through the events that are prophesied about in the book of Revelation. There's war and famine, pestilence, and even full-on cataclysmic events. The tribulation will be a real wild ride. Pastor James reminds us in today's message that God's wrath will one day be brought about on this world. The time to receive His grace isn't going to last forever. There's coming a time when He'll finally say it's enough and bring the world to justice. Now here's Pastor James in the book of Revelation chapter 6 with today's edition of Bread for the Broken.
1: As if humanity is going to kill Jesus again, again. That's how, like, that's how, just kind of messed up we get as people, where we're like, he's given us time and time and time, and then when he's like, look, I can't. The clock is, it's at midnight. It's at midnight. And it, it, and he is a loving God, and and you have this whole portion of the population over here that has been. You know, just name it, fill in the blanks. Whether it's kids that have been just absolutely abused, well, when? What is justice for them? What about what about them? What about them? Revelation is an answer to them. No, no, no. We're not cool with Jesus showing up and you know, allowing all this stuff to happen. Well, when were you ever cool about these poor kids getting sexually abused? Right. What do we do with that? You're okay with that to continue happening so long as Jesus doesn't have to show up and in the world? I'm sorry, but that thinking is garbage. I pray he does come back. I pray justice comes with him for the ones that have no voice. We as humanity have had plenty of time to get our act right, plenty of time. I'm surprised he hasn't come back yet, to be honest with you but I pray he does because justice needs to be served. Absolutely so. It, it's it's a fascinating thing that, what man, we just want what we want. We want what we want. And if, if there's something is contrary to what we think is best, then it's like, then it's wrong. And I'm like, that's not, that's selfish. That's selfish. Famine's going to come. This trauma and trials and all that. I mean, it's coming. It, it's going to show up, and it shows up in the form of this, this third horse here. But there's another horse that's going to show up, uh, the, the fourth one. This is death. It says, when the lamb broke the fourth seal, I heard the fourth living being say, come. And I looked up, and I saw a horse whose color was a pale green. Uh, the, other, the other way to, to describe that, it's a leprous color. Right? So leper, leprosy, it's that 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 skin skin issue and it's its decay, um, it's gross, is what it is. But he's he's a pale green color, and its writer's name, its writer's uh, was named Death. And his companion, this guy's got a buddy, was the grave. It says these two were given authority over one-fourth of the earth to kill with the sword and famine. And disease. Oh, and wild animals. That's an interesting thing. Yeah, Mother Nature. Oh, yeah, she's coming back. She's like, look, I've had enough. Okay, like this wild beast, like attacking people, attacking people, killing people. That'll be part of it. But here you go. You have death in Hades. Um, Hades is not hell. Uh, just so you you understand that that that's not it's not talking about hell there. Um, Death claims the body. Hades is going to claim the soul. Let's talk about a quarter of the population. I found out some interesting things today about this. A quarter of the, popu- quarter of the population, basically right now, you kind of round it up a little bit. That's about 2 billion people. 2 billion people. 2 billion people. Whew, dead. Gone. A quarter of the population die. Right now, currently, a quarter of our population, our world's population, cur- they're currently facing water shortages, water shortage issues, or have high water stress. So currently on our planet, a quarter of our population are trying to figure out, what am I going to, what, what can I drink? What can I drink? I think it's fascinating that literally a quarter of our population, or the world's population, is facing water shortages. That's why there's so many ministries kind of going over to whether it's some places in South America, for sure, out to Africa, and they're, they're digging wells, and they're trying to provide fresh water, drinkable water for people who don't have it, because a quarter of our population doesn't even have access to clean water. 2 billion people That's crazy. A quarter of our population use Facebook. <laughs> that's that's insane as well. 2 billion people are active users on Facebook. Fascinating. A quarter of our population was on lockdown from this thing we call COVID-19. The rough estimates. A quarter of our population was on active lockdown." Interesting. That's kind of weird that that all kind of plays out around then. Um, A quarter of our population are insufficiently uh, active, meaning this. They're at high risk health-wise, 2 billion people. I'm throwing out these these numbers for us to, to understand that when something like this goes down, Because we can be thinking like, man, a quarter of two billion people die, like that's certainly going to be noticeable, right? Yeah, I'm I'm sure it will be, but but what will it be attributed to? Because this may be like you may think of this like, well, that's that's the awakening moment, right? That's when people get it, like, oh man, two billion people died. Maybe this is what the Bible is talking about. They're like, no, 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 no. See, it was a virus, a virus. See, they were unhealthy. See, they didn't have clean water. See, they spent too much time on Facebook. No, that's, not a, that's not a threat. Don't, don't spend too much time on Facebook. It's not going to kill you, I don't think. But um, probably not a good idea. But we are already seeing that, well, will these be causes of it and all this stuff? Well, what we know is going to be causes of it is war and famine and, famine and uh, disease. So these are all going to be contributors into this thing. But 2 billion people as a result of this fourth seal, are going to be, they're going to die. They're going to die. Craziness. It's just insane. And we're, we're not even getting into the, you know, how much of the fresh water gets knocked out and the, the, uh, the fish, the sea life in the, in the ocean, how much of those guys get wiped out. I mean, we'll get deeper into some of these things as we progress through the book. But this is just, again, I believe this is kind of given us a good snapshot of like, hey, it's going to be really bad. Whatever you think it is, it's probably going to be a million times worse. Just saying, okay? So the key to this, if I can say this right now, is um, there's, there's two sides to be on, okay? You can be a participator in all these things, or you can be a spectator in all these things, now, you definitely don't want to be the participator, OK? You don't want to be here, and you don't want your loved ones here on this planet when these things are going down. And not as if you're going to be in heaven with your binoculars out, thinking like, oh, man, I'm just going to check this out. Like, I don't think that's going to be happening either. Now, you might see it all playing out and everything, but it's not like we're looking for like to watch 2 billion people die, because that's crazy. But I, I want to be on this side. And I am sealed, Jesus, Holy Spirit, like he sealed me, I'm his. I know which which, you know, side, of the, you know, which side of the field I'm going to be standing on. And it's going to be over here on the victorious side. But it is a good reminder. It's a good heads up as, as we see things just unfolding constantly and continually, especially recently, man, there are pieces to the puzzles that are getting slid into place that we probably don't even, we're not even aware of. I mean, you've got the whole Middle East area, they are like perfectly situated for a lot of end times things to blow up right now, right now. It is crazy, crazy. Um, if I could plug anything, I, I would say go watch a uh, pastor that I, I've, I've, I've listened to. He used to come to a Bible College and speak to us. His name is Jack Hibbs, um, awesome guy just totally cool. Him and Don Stewart. And we watched one of their videos. Last year, our Good Friday service, we watched a prophecy update. They do a thing called What's Happening Now? And they're like having to do these all the time because the headlines keep rolling in. And they're like, hey, look, here it is. Boom, boom, boom. Go check out Jack Hibbs and Don Stewart, What's Happening Now, just to get an update of like what all's been going on in our world uh, in the last couple of months, because it's pretty insane. It's pretty crazy. So there's another horse. Oh, I'm sorry, that was the last horse, the fourth one, death. OK, so you got the four horsemen. Four horsemen. I always think of wrestling. That's just because I grew up watching wrestling. So if you know what that is, then you, you get it. But if not, don't even worry about it. It's cool. Um, but you got the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Um, they show up in there. You got you know, this, this pseudo-peace, then you got war, then you got famine, and you got death, and it's just chaos upon chaos upon chaos. Now, we get to look at the, the other seal, the fifth one. That represents the martyrs, those who, who die. They don't just die to, you know because they die. They, they die for something. That's what a martyr is. They die standing for something, representing something. These guys are martyrs. They die because they represent Jesus. It's not like they're just walking around. They get killed and like, oh, that's a martyr. That's not a martyr. A martyr is somebody who says, if you've ever read Fox's book of Martyrs, brilliant book, amazing book. You have people who are tied to stakes, and they're saying, listen, either deny Jesus, or we're going to set this thing on fire, and you're going to die. And they're like, I will never deny him. And they light him up, or they send him to the lions. Those are people who are like, I will never turn my back on Jesus. I will follow him until the very last breath. That's a martyr. That's what a martyr is, Okay, That's what these guys are. We need to clarify that, because these guys They've lost their lives in this whole process. It says here, this seal. it says, I saw under the altar the souls of all who had been martyred for the word of God and for being faithful in their testimony. They shouted to the Lord and said, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you judge the people who belong to this world and avenge our blood for what they have done to us? What about justice for them? What about those guys? They had their lives taken from them. Because why? Because they're Christians. Because they're Christians. And they were slaughtered because of that. And there they are, the, under the altar. Um, I can't remember what it is. Um, I think it's in Leviticus. I, I lost the reference in my brain. Um, possibly 9, uh, Leviticus 9. But the altar, like the, the remaining blood from the bull, the sacrifice, like you, you had it on the horns and all like that good stuff, but it was poured at the bottom of the, of the altar there. And that's where you find these martyrs. They're, they're at the, uh, the, under the altar or the bottom of the altar, the souls of all who had been martyred for the word of God and being faithful in their testimony. So their, their prayer is like, God, when are you going to get them? When are you going to get them, God? When are you going to get them? And he says, just hold on. Just hold on. When, when are you going to get these guys? And it says, when a white robe was given to each of them, these martyrs, they were told to rest a little longer until the full number of their brothers and sisters, see, they weren't even, the world wasn't even done killing Christians. Their fellow servants of Jesus who were to be martyred had joined them. Now, there's some martyrs happen all throughout the tribulation time, even into... Um, and to the, the, up until the very end of it all, there would be martyrs. And so God's telling these guys, he's like, look, I'm going to deal with these people. But you, you need to hold on. Just hold on. Here's a white robe. Um, I hear your prayers. I'm going to answer your prayers. These prayers of vengeance, which is, you know, which is all right. It's all right. At some point in time, it's all right to pray those prayers, right? And these prayers are being prayed by saints. Now, um, I don't recommend, maybe you pray for forgiveness. You know, you want to model your, after Jesus and Stephen and guys who are like, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do, right? There's, there's a time for that. But then there's a time when martyrs are crying out to God saying, hey, can you please? God, you are a God of mercy. You're a God of grace, but you are also a God of justice, how about you pour out a little bit of that justice on this planet? He says, just hold on, I will. Um, Revelation 12, 14, and 20, those are other references for when uh, martyrs would be uh, happening, or people losing their lives be- because of Jesus, OK? The sixth seal, the last one here. says, the sixth seal, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became dark as a black cloth, and the moon became Red as blood, so the blood moon, right? There you go. Um, Then the stars of the sky fell to the earth, like, uh, as the New Living Translation says, green figs falling from a tree shaken by a strong wind, Okay, Nice little imagery there. The sky was rolled up like a scroll, and all the mountains and islands were moved from their places. Well, there you go. So if you love Colorado, (laughs) bye bye, mountains. They're going to be gone, right? Mount Kilimanjaro, adios. Uh, islands. Hey, we live on an island. What does that mean? Uh, Well, we won't be here, okay? Uh, But this thing will be gone. Where will it go? I don't know. It's going to be moved to a new place, maybe under the sea, okay? So I don't know. But this earthquake is going to shake this globe, and it's going to move things. It's going to be powerful, and there's no way you can ignore this earthquake. And this is one of three earthquakes that are going to happen here in chapter 6, 11, and then chapter 16, Big earthquakes, mountain-moving earthquakes. And it says, and they cried. um, Oh, I'm sorry, I jumped ahead. Uh, So it says, then everyone, the kings of the earth, the rulers, the generals, the wealthy, the powerful, every slave and free person. What, they're still slaves? Oh yeah, there'll still be slaves on this planet at the end of it all. Slave, I, I don't know if you guys know this. I'm sure you do. Because you're all, you're all an intelligent bunch, but we still live in a world where slavery is still practice. It still is. Now, it may not be like how we've seen it in our own country's history and all that stuff, but we have kids that are being sold every single day by their parents. And that is a big problem. You want to get me fired up, let's talk about the sex trade industry. Because, I mean, I hate that thing. I hate that thing. And I'm, when I'm praying for justice to be poured out, I'm saying, "God, would you go get them, please? Rescue those poor kids." And I'm always, and I want the, I want the ones who are guilty. Sure, I want them to repent, absolutely. But there's a side of me, kind of like David in the Psalms, where I'm like, "God, can you just kick their teeth in, please?" Because that's how mad I get about it, and I should get mad. I should get mad about that. That's it's it's insane. That problem will continue on until the very end. And not just that problem. There's, there's all types of slavery that's out there. But everyone, from the top to the bottom, they all hid themselves in caves and among the rocks of the mountains. And they cried to the mountains and the rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of the one who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb? The lamb? No, I mean, I get the wrath of like the lion. Nobody's afraid of the lamb. Oh, no. These dudes, these individuals, they're afraid of the lamb. They're afraid of the lamb. And instead of crying out to him, and instead of saying, I surrender, I give up, I will follow you, because I'm seeing you do all this crazy stuff. And and, and again, we'll get into it in further detail. But I mean, if ever there was a time to say, like, I believe, you know, I'm done, I believe, you would think this would be the time. But they're like, hide. Hide us from him. Tremendous earthquake, shakes everything. And I mean, and nobody is, nobody is, free, from the, from, nobody is free from the wrath of God. And nobody is free from, uh, from the wrath of the lamb. Nobody is. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how much power or influence you have or don't have. It doesn't matter. You reject Jesus. You reject Jesus, this is what you're destined for. Which is, it's like, what? The problem is, is that we read some of this stuff, and we're like, yeah, but is that really real? I mean, is this a literal thing? Is it, what? You know, and it's like, you know, you sh- you'd probably be better off if you took it as literal. You probably would be, right, because I think it's literal. But uh, I'm just telling you right now, I think you'd be better off to say, to understand that, man, he's coming. He's coming back. He's coming back, and he's going to set things right. He's going to set things in order. It says, for the great day of their wrath has come, and who is able to survive? No one. No one. So this is a good little snapshot, right, of just like what's going to be happening. This world chaos thing, just so in case you want another cross-reference there, Luke chapter 21, verses 25 and 26 talk about this, and especially with the, with the sun being blacked out and then the moon looking like uh, blood and all that good stuff, Luke, Luke chapter 21 talks about that. Um, but again, I've already thrown out one cross-reference for you guys, and that's Matthew chapter 24. So what I'm going to tell you to do right now is you can turn to Matthew chapter 24 and then what I would ask for you to do as we've gone through all this stuff, and I know sometimes you go through a chapter like this and it's like, it can, you know, kind of create more questions, you know, in one sense. And that's fine. That's why we're going to allow for, you know, put you guys into, let you guys assemble into some discussion groups. And that's why there's no real questions, okay? Because you may have like, hey, what do you guys think this means? What about that? And, I, and, and you know... There's, there's a 100 different views out there of what revelation means and all that good stuff. Um, but I think, and I hope the gist of it is what we, we walk away with in the sense of this. Uh, God is a loving God. He loves us so much that he sent his son to die for us. That's how much he loves us. We're sinners, we were the enemy, and while we were still his enemy, he sent his one and only son to die on the cross for us. That's a beautiful thing. That's an incredible thing. Who else in all of human history has even offered that? No one. No one. Read your history. There ain't nobody stepping in to die for you. Nobody. Nobody. Except for this one guy who was Jesus and God in flesh showed up, satisfied the demands of the law, lived a perfect sinless life, died on the cross. He was that lamb that was slaughtered for us. And God says, Man, I'm giving you the most beautiful, precious gift anybody could ever even invent or come up with. And it's free. It's free. You can have it. Eternal life, eternal salvation, being with me in heaven, new heaven, new earth, all that sweet stuff, everything that comes along that. It's a free gift. It's a free gift. And to understand that a large part of humanity and what we see from this is going to be like, no thanks. I think I'll step over the body of Jesus just to get into hell because that's what they're doing. Justice will come. Judgment is coming because it has to. It has to because he is a loving God. He is a loving God. And he's going to set things straight. So, we can talk about horses and riders of the horses and all that stuff, but ultimately what we need to understand is this: none of that's going on unless the lamb who was worthy to take the scroll peeled off those seals. So the most important part of Revelation chapter six is Jesus is Jesus. I don't care about the horses. I don't care about what's riding on the horses. I don't care about that stuff. Now, I don't want to sound like I'm not compassionate. I am compassionate. I care about what's going to happen, because it breaks my heart to know that people will die not knowing Jesus. Yes. But my one focus out of that chapter is the one who's peeling off those seals, because he's worthy.
2: Oh, the holy-
0: Jesus is like a fresh wind blowing through a winterized, closed-up cabin that's musty and devoid of company. He changes everything, eliminating the cobwebs that so easily entangle. And as we learn from the book of Revelation, it will one day be the same with this old, sin-filled world that we live in. Everything will be different, and it's going to be better because that's what Jesus does. Today's message isn't the only one that Pastor James Grizzle has taught. To hear others like this one, make sure you go to breadforthebroken.com for more. You know, Satan wants nothing more than to distract you from spending time in God's Word. The question is, will you disappoint him? Will you continue to seek ways to grow closer to Jesus? We hope that today's message has blessed and inspired you. We can't know what season of life you're in, but we trust that Jesus spoke to your heart today through this message, and we hope that you'll be back for more. Would you like to help spread the good news of Jesus? A donation of any size would help us. We're so thankful for those that would support us financially. Find more information at breadforthebroken.com. Bread for the Broken is a ministry out of Galveston, Texas. Pastor James Grizzle and everyone here is anxious to meet you. So feel free to come either Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. or Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. We hope to see you soon. We're just a group of people who are laid back and desire to magnify Jesus at all ages be assured there's something here for you too. Come back again for more on Revelation right here on Bread for the Broken.
2: Let me paint the picture of who and give it-